The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. You remember this line from Back to the Future? Erased from existence. When Doc Brown looks at the picture of Marty. Erased from it. From existence? What does that mean, Doc? You're screwed, Marty. Uh, at least that's the way I remember it. I, what I'm what pretty, scene was that? No, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's the way it is. Okay, so anyway, Vladimir, you know why? It's been a race from existence. Uh, Vladimir Putin uh, is doing kind of the same thing right now. He is meddling with history. Uh, unlike with Biff Tannen trying to, uh, you know, create an alternate universe Russia isn't haunted by the legacy of Joseph Stalin anymore um, because Putin's building his casino. The most brutal dictator in history, Joseph Stalin. People are now saying in Russia, and good luck with getting away with this, Vladimir Putin is systematically destroying the darkest parts of the old Soviet Union and playing up at things like its triumph in World War II. Russian historians are now concerned that the government authorities are destroying the records to downplay the crimes of the Stalin era. Police recently destroyed the archives of all of the victims of one of Stalin's purges. Now, imagine getting rid of the archives and what this would mean for history. Getting rid of the archives and all of the names at Auschwitz. All of a sudden, all that paperwork just was gone and destroyed. How hard would it be for people in coming generations to believe that were true? Some of the harshest camps in Stalin's gulag system were uh, located in the eastern uh, region of Russia. And when a researcher inquired about some of the destroyed archives, police in the region confirmed that there was a government order in 2014 that mandated that police destroy all of the prisoner registration cards that are now over 80 years old. Why would you do that? Millions of Russians were killed by Stalin, sent to forced labor camps. Those that were fortunate enough to eventually be released had their personal details recorded on government registration cards. They were permanent. This year alone, hundreds of Russians who have inquired with Moscow's Gulag History Museum, that's got to bank for a great weekend outing, They've asked for their information about relatives whose victims uh, who were victims of Stalin's purges. Historians now have asked the Kremlin's human rights commissioner to launch an official investigation into those destroyed records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the one who stands up and says, yep, well, it was definitely Putin. Yep, it was he. The human rights commissioner, I'm sure, is going to jump right all over that. These are fascinating and dangerous times for the truth, and it's happening all over the world. Whether it's literally erasing historic evidence, like in Russia, or the deceptive cherry-picking of history here in the United States, or the frightening deep fakes, this new technology that is poised to falsify history. We have to know history. We have to do our own homework. We have to know the facts. Because there are those in power and those who aspire to power who stand to benefit from keeping people locked in the dark. 
It's Monday, June 11th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's one of the reasons why we're having our museum uh, this weekend. There's some really incredible things that we're going to be showing you that are the original documents, the original pieces, if you will, of history that show um, a story and bring it to life. And a lot of the things that we're doing are correcting history. We're showing you in their own words and their own handwriting uh, and the documents from the time that history has it all wrong. We have several pieces uh, that do that with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, we also are thrilled to have the original handwritten in Abraham Lincoln's hand Gettysburg Address uh, coming from the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. And Alan Lowe, who is the executive director up there, is uh, joining us now. Hello, Alan. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Great. Great to be back with you. So what do you think? We were just talking about what's happening with with Stalin. I mean, sorry, uh, with Stalin under Putin. Um, what do you think, Alan, are the things about Abraham Lincoln that 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 have been either brushed aside uh, or intentionally skimmed over. Right. Well, I think, first of all, you know, every day here, uh, he's such an icon. And one thing we stress is uh, he was a man. Um, he lived here in Springfield. He raised a family, bought a house. He had all the trials and tribulations of anyone's life. And, you know, he once said in a great speech at the Cooper Union in New York that we have to have faith that right makes might. And I think he really shows us that individuals can make a real difference in the world, uh, that all of us have the power within us to do that. Uh, so we often think about him maybe, you know, philosophically brooding in his office and thinking big thoughts, but this was a real person who had to deal with a lot of uh, big and small issues of governance and of life, uh, but he saw his way through that. He had a real vision for the future of the country, and uh, he worked every day to make that happen. You know, it was a different world when he, um, when he died. Uh, yeah. And I think it would have been a very different country had he lived. Um, uh, but I, I'm, I, I have a hard time with his with his death and the way uh, the way how how callous some people were at the end of his life. Where we we own the collar of his suit. We have this in the part yeah. of the museum. We own the collar of his suit, which was cut off. You know, yeah. as he was dying. Um, yeah. I mean, who does that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I know we have several items from that night as well. Uh, the gloves that were in his pocket, uh, uh, it goes on and on. And you're right, you, you think of uh, Herndon, for example. He, if I understand correctly, had a book of uh, Lincoln's earliest writing, the Sum Book, it's called. And, and people would come to him, they wanted a piece of Lincoln. And he literally split that book apart and sent the pages out here and there. Mm. Uh, so people immediately wanted that connection with, uh, with their hero. Do you know? Do you know the story of uh, Laura Keene, the the actress that was on stage uh, no, that I night? Don't. So I, I, I would love not. to hear if you know somebody. I mean, you've got all the experts, so I would love to yeah. he, have you check with the experts, and then when you come down this weekend, maybe uh, tell the story. Sure. Um, but um, uh, Laura was the one that was on stage during uh, the shooting, and I've heard two versions. One. Where she is just, you know, oh, my gosh, the president. She runs up with a deal of water and says, oh, could they get water? Um, and then she says, why, I just can't think of the president laying his head uh, down uh, on the floor. Let him put his head and rest it in my lap. 
Now, that's one side. The other side was she came up with the water after she put on a, a dress that was was white and pristine, uh, knowing that this would be history. And she wanted to be remembered as the as the wow. Florence Nightingale of the time. Yeah. I know that part of that dress is in one of the museums in Washington, D.C. OK, I'd love to hear what the prevailing theory was on her was she was she just acting quickly like most human beings were or was she somebody who saw herself as being able to get famous i hope it's the former but i will find out for you glenn okay we have a lincoln historian here and the state historian of illinois they know a lot of this stuff so i will check with them and know when i come down to dallas you know it's really important what you guys uh do and uh uh, and I sure appreciate it. Um, I have not been to your museum yet, but everybody who works here uh, that has been up to the museum says it is absolutely uh, incredible. Well, we, we'd love to have you come visit. Well, thank you for those very kind words. Uh, I think it's uh, an, a, a fun place, an inspiring place. Uh, we have a great story to tell, and I think we tell it in a really innovative, uh, interesting way for sure. What is the Both ghost? The what, is the, and the library. what is the ghost of the library? What is that? <laughs> Well, it's one of the two shows we have. We have the Ghost of the Library and Lincoln's Eyes. And Ghost of the Library talk about why presidential libraries and museums are important, and more fundamentally, why maintaining these archives, these documents, these artifacts, these photographs, why it's important for us. Like you're talking, how we cannot forget our history. And it's told some, with some really uh, amazing holographic uh, technology that uh, even I don't quite fully understand how we do it, and I don't want to know, Glenn. It's a great <laughs> mystery, but it's a, it's a wonderfully fun experience, and I think very touching and uh, wow. compelling. The, yeah. you Because you did the uh, Bush Library. You were in charge That's of right. the Bush Library and the build-out and everything else. Then you moved up to the Lincoln Library. You, you right. both, both of them have the Oval uh, from that time period. Biggest difference between the two. Well, now here we actually have the cabinet room. So, uh, uh, okay. the, you know, the oval wasn't done until the early, uh, the oval as we know, until the early 20th century. So, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, uh, Abe had, uh, he spent a lot of time in what was the cabinet room with a big couch there that he didn't quite fit on. And uh, that's where a lot of his meetings were. So, huh. no, you know, the, it's interesting to see, again, one of the big differences, and I've been around presidential libraries and museums most of my career is, the, the difference in how many people were in the White House helping the president. So, you know, you see what Lincoln had to deal with every day with a war and, and so many other issues of domestic and foreign policy, and he had almost no staff compared to what you see in the modern presidency yeah, we, that really takes off in the 20th century. I can't remember which, which president it was, uh, but we have the bell that was from the front, you know, from the, the, you know, the front desk where you would ring the bell. You'd walk into the White House and ring the bell if you wanted to see the president. It's like yeah, crazy. Yeah, and, just, yeah. <laughs> and he would have to set aside, you know, parts of every day to meet with visitors and, and uh, just an unending uh, parade of people wanting a piece of his time. Amazing. Amazing. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.